The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Kid punting from his nine, so a quickie series for the Bills. And Townsell hit immediately. And it's Steve Tasker who has been all over the field, third-year man out of Northwestern. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. He is a seven-time Pro Bowler, a seven-time first-team All-Pro, a Pro Bowl MVP. He's on the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame. He is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, gunner in NFL history. He's a former analyst and sideline reporter for CBS and is the co-host of One Bills Live, which appears on WGR Sports 550 and MSG every weekday. I'd like to welcome Steve Tasker to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Steve, it is so good to talk to you. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. appreciate you doing this. I want to get right into the 2021 training camp preview. And as we know, training camp is in Orchard Park again this year. Last year's training camp with COVID going on presented a lot of hurdles as far as reporting on camp for you and media and a number of other challenges you face coming in and out of the building at One Bills Drive, players, staff, social distancing. Will you face those same challenges this year or will it be a little bit better? I think it'll be uh, significantly better. Um, there'll be different protocols for guys who have been vaccinated, and even if the team doesn't reach the critical vaccination level, it'll still be better for some of them than it was last year. Last year was a real, uh, it was a real uh, fiery hoop that the, every club had to jump through to get their players ready and practiced as prepared as they could. This year, it'll, it will still be uh, abnormal as compared to what it had been in years past, but it will be nothing like it was in 2020. Oh, that's good news. That's good news. Now, uh, 
As far as one of the big questions leading into training camp is a Josh Allen extension. And now everyone is hoping that this extension happens sooner rather than later. Um, and do you, I guess I'm just w wondering, do you think it'll happen before the season starts like it did for Tredavious White last season? Or could it even go it, into next offseason? If it does happen, it'll be before the season starts. It'll be the last weekend of training camp or so, something like that, just before opening day. If it happens uh, this year, I think that's that's the w window it'll be. It'll uh, They'll be having conversations throughout training camp with his representation, uh, and they'll get close. And then that's the time of year when, when this kind of stuff happens, and I'm sure that this will follow along that. If, if they're going to get a Josh Allen deal done this year, it'll happen before kickoff on opening day. Now, a lot of NFL pundits across the league will sometimes talk about a regression from Josh Allen this season, thinking maybe that he can't continue to improve season after season, even though he literally has from the time he started as a Bills rookie. Are you in that same boat, or do you see a scenario where he still continues to progress after this season? Uh, yeah, I, well, here's the thing. I think he is who we saw him last year, and even if he plateaus or if his statistics... Um, aren't as good in some areas, or if even if if he doesn't throw for exactly the same amount of yards, or if he throws for a few less, even um, I don't think Josh is ever going to be anything other than what we saw him be last year. Now he can get better and certainly be more efficient, but I think the it's it, that is who he is now. I don't think there's any question about it. He has become the guy we saw last year. Uh, certainly, there'll be up years and down years, which will have to do with things that you know don't have anything to do with him. You know, it'll be the guys around him, the teams they play, the schedule, uh, injuries, all of that. But I think Josh is going to be the guy we saw last year for the rest of his career, if not better. Uh, he, you know, certainly he'll have a bad game here and there, but I think all in all, that's that's his identity now. Yeah, you know, one of the things that, you know, even if his statistics go down a little bit, maybe an area that actually helps him out is the run game in the offense this season. And there's a lot of thoughts from Bills fans on the run game or lack thereof this past season. Are you in the group that thinks that we need better running backs or that we need the O-line to perform better or actually perform together as a whole? Or, I mean, are you of the opinion that it, it doesn't even matter because the Bills offense runs through Josh Allen's arm? Well, I mean, you certainly want all the facets of your offense to function at a high level. Uh, their running game wasn't everything they wanted it to be last year. It certainly showed flashes and got better as the year wore on. But their offensive line was never the five guys they thought it was going to be. Um, when they finally got John Feliciano off the injured list in the first half of the season, three plays later, Mitch Morse went down with a concussion. Uh, when Mitch Morse came down, it was after Cody Ford had left his knee injury. So then five guys that... Uh, we're going to be there starting five on the offensive line, had approximately three snaps together the entire season. Uh, now they've brought in a lot more competition to make that offensive line better, uh, which means even these draft picks, Tommy Doyle, Spencer Brown, uh, certainly Forrest Lamp and Ike Butker, uh, and all these guys that were here last year, along with a couple of new ones, they're all going to compete for those same five, five spots. Um, I don't think um, Darrell Williams, Feliciano, uh, Mitch Morse, uh, Cody Ford, uh, Deion Dawkins. I don't think any of those guys are in a, uh, are going to get handed a job. Um, and I think the way this coaching staff has done it in the past, uh, they're going to look for guys that give them the best chance to win, uh, no matter where they came from or what their status was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, another thing that could potentially help, you know, Josh Allen besides run game is maybe the defense coming back to their 2019 form. 
And, you know, the Bills 2020 defense was somewhat of a disappointment compared to the 2019 campaign where it ranked second in the NFL. Now, I'm not sure if a lot of people expected the Bills offense to carry the team last season like it did. But where do you see the Bills defense coming out in 2021, maybe closer to last season or closer to the second-ranked defense of uh, 2019? I think it'll be a different defense than we saw last year. I think you can count count on their defensive line and defensive front playing a little bit better, particularly early in the year than it did a year ago. I think that's probably true for most defenses around the National Football League. Um, I think defenses really struggled to catch up with the offenses once the season kicked off live uh, in 2020 uh, because there was absolutely no contact, no preseason games there was nothing to help defenses get ready for the physicality of the game and they were just unprepared for it once the season started uh, they caught up eventually around the league but uh, i think the offenses really had a had a windfall of a year statistically all over the league and it was it was bolstered by by covid um so and the, the off season that they they did not they were they were forced into having so um, I think this defense will play better. I think it'll, it'll be a little bit closer to what it was two years ago. Um, it, Starlo Tulele has a lot to say about that. Harrison Phillips has something to say about that. Ed Oliver has, and these are all, you know, the, I'm, I'm thinking down deep inside on the defensive tackle side. Now that, you know, they drafted the two defensive ends, no question. And those guys in the pass rush will make a difference. But, um, one of the things that this defense was notorious for two years ago when they were one of the top two or three defenses in the league, was they were really hard to move the ball on. You couldn't run it on them. Uh, their secondary was uh, like a vice grip, and you know they had a pass rush that was winning a lot like it did this last year. Um, but I think the running game really took them out of the, you know their inability to stop the run took them out of their ability to to do as well in the pass rush and pass defense. So I think it will be more like it was two years ago. Um, I think the young players are going to help, and I think they're going to help right away. Uh, and so I, yeah, I, I don't. Well, I don't know that it'll get to a top three defense like it was two years ago. It certainly won't be the defense we saw early last year. I think it'll be much, much improved from that group. Now you mentioned on one Bills Live recently this past week about um, you know the crowd playing into. Uh, having a big effect on the game this season because as of now there's going to be full stadiums at every game for the most part and it's something that i think could you obviously help defenses like you just mentioned you know it, it could help the crowd noise you know it could help with with that part of the game what do you think about how it's going to affect josh allen and i don't think like josh allen ever buckles under pressure or anything like that but i mean there's going to be a lot bigger stages than there have been this past season where it kind of helped the offense is to have less crowd um, in the stands. Do you think that affects Josh at all? Have you ever thought about that, or do you think he it, it, it won't phase him at all? I don't. I think it does affect. I think it affects everybody, Josh included. I don't know how, whether it's positive or negative. I'm sure it's on both sides of the coins at different times. You know, whether it's road or a road game or a home game. I don't know that. You know, it's gonna if it's gonna average out uh, in the Bills' favor or not. But I will say this: I, I think. Um, it was very strange atmosphere last year in the stadiums. Very strange, and because and because of that, we don't know how it would have it affected positively or negative Josh's performance. Maybe he would have been even better with crowd fans in the stands, or maybe 
uh, because there was no cheering, he kind of had a chance to take a couple of deep breaths and didn't really kind of play hero ball because um, the crowd didn't get him hopped up for it. So um, we'll see. I think it, it will make a difference. The crowd always makes a difference. And whether it's positive or negative depends on the situation and the, and the players involved. But I, I don't think it will be difficult for the players to get acclimated to it. Mm-hmm. So the Bills are bringing back a lot of their starters from last season, but there are still a few positions up for grabs. What are some of the biggest positional battles that you'll be looking forward to watching in training camp? I'm looking forward to the running backs with Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and Matt Breida to see who, what skill sets they bring and how they're going to use those guys. The offensive line is really going to be intriguing for me. I think they've got a lot of guys up front that can really play. And I think it's going to be really difficult to, to narrow it down to five guys. And I would not be surprised if it's not the presumptive five starting guys from last year. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a new face or two uh, on the offensive line when they when they kick it off on opening weekend. And, then of course, the cornerback opposite Tredavious White with Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, and Rashad Wild Goose. Um, I'm going to be anxious to, see, watch, to watch those guys play as well. Do you think that they've carved out a role – for Devin Singletary as opposed to Zach Moss. Sometimes it felt like he was more of the receiving back as opposed to the ground and pound running back. Do you see any of that? Or do you think, like you said, like it's still up for grabs. Maybe maybe they, they haven't carved out roles and maybe they, you know, they'll give a large workload to one or the other depending on how training camp goes. Well, while both guys are unique and, and they're different running backs, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. And I think what the idea was last year was that whichever one has the good day, they're going to just keep putting that guy on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, one week it'll be Zach Moss. The other week it'll be Devin Singletary. Uh, point back to the San Francisco Monday night game. Zach Moss fumbled a play early down and deep and built the Bills in. They handed him the ball coming out of the end zone. He fumbled it back to the Niners after Jadavius White had intercepted a pass. I, I think that's the sequence. Mm-hmm. But Zach Moss didn't see the field again until the fourth quarter. Uh those kind of messages, I think, go a long way towards telling guys they got to be productive. And um, and I think I don't think Brian Dayball or Sean McDermott or Ken Dorsey or any of those guys have any qualms about putting one guy in and leaving him in if he's getting the job done. Uh, they do like to rotate, and these guys do have specific skill sets. Breed is a fast guy, faster than the other two. But other than that, I think they're all pretty much exchange and interchangeable. So I don't think there is, um, I don't think there's any role that is specific for one guy. Certainly, there may be some plays that guys run better than others, but I don't think, in the big scheme of things, they would hesitate to put any one of the three out there for any play they call. Okay, so there's you know there's a few newly acquired players through the draft free agency or guys coming back from injury last year. Um, who of those guys uh, are you looking forward to seeing in, tra- in training camp this year and, and how they might perform? Yeah. Um, um, you know, the easy answer is Emmanuel Sanders, but I'm, I'm really actually more interested in Matt Breida um, and the offensive lineman. Uh, I'm also interested, really interested in Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham. I want to see those guys play. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Spencer Brown finds his way onto the field for this team either. So, um, those, those new guys, yeah, certainly Emmanuel Sanders. I'm, I'm interested to see how many targets he gets and how, what this offense looks like with him in the fold. Um, and 
you know, Breida gives them a home run ability from a running back position because of his speed that they haven't had uh, with Singletary and Moss. Um, so, uh, you know, all that stuff is on the table. But uh, I think the offensive line is the crucial element for me. They've upgraded a lot of guys. They, the competition, I think, is going to be much more, uh, much keener this year than it was last year. And last year was a huge step up from 2019. So I think the focus they put on the offensive line is going to do wonders for the running game. And uh, if they can get to the season healthy, uh, they have a chance to have the exactly the kind of running game everybody kind of hopes they do. Yeah, I mean, it's truly an exciting training camp after, you know, a, a season where the Bills went to the AFC Championship. Now, last year's Bills team was the first team to make the AFC Championship game since you played with them in the 1990s. What are the similarities you see between this squad and the Super Bowl teams that you played for? Um, well, they've got some tremendous players. First and foremost, they got the quarterback. Um, uh, they've got a wide receiver, an offensive line. I think that's going to be very good. A defense that it has a bunch, has some playmakers, particularly in the back end. I think that the first AF, the team back in the nineties had Bruce up front and he was a playmaker on that end of the field, on that end of the defense. I think the back end of this defense is much more gifted than the one we had back then. I mean, it's, that's where the strength of the defense is, is in the secondary for this team. That's the difference there is. But uh, I think both defenses uh, were the playmaking style of defense. Um, you know, two years ago, the Bills would fall into a category that was stifling. You just couldn't move the ball on those guys. Uh, now I think they're more into making plays, knock, knocking passes down, forcing fumbles, getting interceptions, that kind of thing. Um, we'll see. That's what they were last year. And I, and I think maybe we're going to get a little bit more of the same this year, but this is going to be a whole new season. And we have yet to find out what the identity of this team is. Um, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who could have anticipated the different type of team the Bills would have from in 2020 from where it was in 2019, almost an exact photo negative of the team that was in 2019. It was a huge offensive performance and the defense, you know, kind of held their own in 2020 in 2019. It was all on the defense. They were a top flight defense and the offense just did enough. Uh, So they completely reversed roles one year to the next. So when you get to this year, it's hard to anticipate how it's going to look, except I don't think this offense will take, a big step back, if any step back at all. Mm -hmm. So Steve, I want to end this interview with um, a discussion on the iconic playoff ad you did for the bills before the playoffs this past season, where you say, so we'll see you in Buffalo in January. Be ready. It might be chilly. And um, I know I got goosebumps when I first watched it. I get goosebumps thinking about it. It is such a cool uh, sequence. How did that whole idea come about? Was it spontaneous well, or planned out way in advance? It was no. They've got a they've got a great group of content people uh, at PSE. Uh, Michelle Zumwalt is really gifted. She's a she's a great filmmaker. She came to us. She came back to Buffalo where she grew up uh, from NFL Films. Uh, she had a, a a lot to do with. Uh, four falls of buffalo and all those kind of things that were done um you know so they helped with all those projects as well so she's it was her brainchild and there was a little bit of collaboration amongst you know the crew and where we tweak this and how it looked and um and you know the hat that i wore and the fact that i had a cigar we did it with and without the cigar 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, (laughs) it, it, it just, and you never know how it was going to, it's, it felt like it was going to be good, but you don't know until, you know, it comes out and you see the reaction that people have to it. And, uh, when we saw the reaction, it, it was, it was obviously very nice. Um, it's pretty gratifying. I know for all those people involved, but I, I trusted Michelle and her crew and, and just did what they told me to do and, and let her, let her do the heavy lifting. All I did was kind of be myself and it was fun. <laughs> when you do something to that extent where, you know, you know, thousands, maybe if, if not millions of people are going to see it eventually, I mean, when, when you, you think in the moment, maybe like, Oh, this, this looks good, but you, you still don't know until you see reactions. Do you get ever like a little worried or are you just like, well, it is what it is. It's hopefully they like it. Yeah. Once it's done, there's nothing you can do about it. So you just kind of have to take what comes up. But when you start seeing it, when it, yeah, you, you get an idea when they put it together. Um, and then you get an idea of what it's going to look like and how it's going to affect people. Then it's pretty gratifying. And then when that's when that is, uh, when that's reinforced and you get some, um, you know, some positive feedback from it, and you see everybody's reaction, well, then you know it was all worth it. It was fun. So um, that one came out very nice. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, it was it was really cool. It really was. So I was, we were really proud of it and, you know, had plans maybe to try to do it again if the Bills advanced to the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. So yeah. there you have it. Well, you have it locked and ready just in case they go this year or the next year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right, there you go. <laughs> Steve, it's been an absolute honor to talk to you on the podcast. They can find all of your great work on One Bills Live on WGR 550 AM and MSG. Where can folks find you on social media? Yeah, at Steve Tasker 89 on Twitter. Uh, so uh, that's where I'm at, and that's about the only social media platform I'm on. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, did you know that there's a Twitter account that has like over 5,000 followers that's like literally just dedicated to putting you in the Hall of Fame, put Steve Tasker in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I can't, I don't, I haven't, I don't, I see it once in a while, but I don't follow it. So I'm, you know, I, I feel, you know, I, um, I'm a little uncomfortable campaigning to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, I know that there's some really neat fans, and there's a, there was, for a while, there was a website, uh, that kind of stuff that was out there. And, and I appreciate the sentiment, but you know, I, I trust the process. And yep. if I, if it, if it were to happen for me, it would be awesome. No question about it. Uh, but you know, I can't, you know, my life's too good to get caught up in that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Well, it's good to know that like, at least, you know, as Bills fans, we all believe that you would deserve to be in there. So that's, so that's gotta be right. somewhat gratifying, but um, you know, it's been a pleasure to, to speak with you and preview Bill's training camp. Thank you so much for coming on, and I look forward to talking to you sometime in the future. Me too. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Don Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Like a high Jordan boy, can you catch it? Can you? Trade day is like a mask, you're not catching anything. Matt Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. You hear Sean McDermott clapping while I'm snapping? Do you? Jerry Hughes will get the sack soon as you snap it. Andre Roberts running back, ain't no just backing. Mafia, we on a ride and we got traction. We got BZ, we got digs. Dawson Knox with the stiff arm, treat opponents just like his Feliciano, Deion Dawkins, block defenders like the fence Hey, 
It's the mafia, I said no one on top of us I said no one is blocking us on top of our division So it's clear that it's no stopping us Google best team in the league and we popping up Hey, Who you repping, what's your team? Who you repping, what's your team? You know I'm repping for my team I got a salad on my team It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us I said no one is blocking us on top of our division So it's clear that it's no stopping us Google best team in the league and we popping up Home game for the playoffs, but you already snow Gabe Davis is a rookie, but he playing like a pro Going through a table, only time we ever fold Can you dig it? 17, by to take us to the bowl Hey, don't you run it? Oliver and Trey Edmonds gonna be on it We got Corey, but we barely ever punt it Cause we just running up the score on our opponent We got BZ, we got Diggs Singletary, by the juke him out of shoes Make him miss, run it in Zach also throw the digs It's for sick, Terry Johnson, pick six To the house, take a flick It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills Who you reppin', what's your team? Who you reppin', what's your team? You know I'm reppin' for my team Instead of digs on my team Super Bowl, what you mean? Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>Oh, by the way, Steve, uh, I, I I talked with Mike Catalana this uh, this off season to preview free agency, and uh, he mentioned that uh, I I had this I had this glitch recording with him, and uh, I I had to call him back like a minute later. He's like, "Oh, no worries." He's like, "That that that wasn't that bad." He's like, "I interviewed Steve Tasker for a whole half hour, and I lost all of it, and I asked him to do it again." Do you remember that at all? Yeah, that was just a couple <laughs> years ago. Yeah, he, was, he felt really bad, and I was like, "I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm okay. Go ahead." So we did it again. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I I was, but I believe me, I held it over his head. Dude. I was like, "You, I, you know, you owe me, right?" So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.